welcome to The Gifted Podcast, a show that takes you on a journey through the inspiring stories of black business owners in Kansas City's urban core who have won a grant from Kansas City Gift. Today, we'll be diving into the world of entrepreneurship, exploring the passion, hard work, and perseverance it takes to thrive as a black business owner in the heart of Kansas City. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Gifted Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Calloway, and today we have um, Karen Boy here from Patisserie Patrice. Uh, Karen is one of our few $50,000 grant recipients. That never gets old. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet uh, $50,000, what, what month was that? July. July of yes. 22. 2022. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, My birthday month. Oh, I didn't know that. I <laughs> no, didn't know that. No. Right. Yeah. Actually, we did know that and we planned it. Oh, for right. your, for your birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but t- so tell, tell people about who you are and what, what, your, what your business does. Wow. Uh, Karen Boyd, like he said, I have been in Kansas City for over 20 years now and uh, hail from Chicago originally and after a lifelong uh, commitment to both business and community in terms of uh, for-profit and doing a lot of market research strategic planning things like that I decided to become a small business entrepreneur so uh, later in life than I probably would have anticipated but uh, having the time of my life. So uh, we do a lot of uh, catering. We do a lot of custom orders. Uh, We have just, uh, by the grace of God, been fortunate enough to uh, test and put a couple of our products in a couple of Sunfresh stores. And that just happened. And uh, we're super excited about that potential. Uh, and we just are excited about where the business takes us every day. It, no two days are the same, and just loving it. So that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. A um, couple of questions. What what two products are going into stores? Great, uh, Peach Cobbler, which is basically the product that got us started, Definitely. and also uh, cinnamon rolls. Now. Uh, I know people do cinnamon rolls a whole bunch of different ways. What, what, what's, what, what should the people expect from your cinnamon roll? Our cinnamon rolls, I would classify them, I guess, or describe them as traditional. Mm-hmm. They are a s- true cinnamon roll with cinnamon, uh, some spices that I won't elaborate on, <laughs> and then uh, they do have a nice uh, cream cheese uh, icing on okay, top. It, cool. They come in a pack of four for the grocery stores, but we send out cinnamon rolls on a custom or catering basis, anything from six to, I don't know, 200, <laughs> depending on what we're doing. Okay, so yeah, I guess but that one's what we're starting with, the classic one. Yeah. Uh, the peach cobbler is a combination of my mom and my grandmother's uh, recipe. And so we're doing a, uh, a, a serving that basically serves six. If you're a normal, you know, some people tell me it only serves two, but they eating, <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not eating correctly. We're not trying hey, to. Who's to say? <laughs> who's to say what's correct? 
but on the package, yeah, it does I feel say you. I feel serve you. six. Yeah. Uh, yep. but, uh, yep. Six keys. The, six keys. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, two great servings because it's a double layer peach cobbler. Oh, yeah. That so up. that's something that distinguishes us in the marketplace. And the other thing that distinguishes our peach cobbler is we only use fresh peaches. What's up? Yeah. Do you, so do you have a specialty? Like, uh, do you have a specialty product? Because I, I know you do catering, and mm -hmm. I, I, obviously, but uh, with patisserie Patrice in general, do you have like a trademark, you know, cornerstone specialty product? Uh, I would say our peach cop. Let mm -hmm. me back up. Uh, we started out as New Orleans inspired mm -hmm. because my mom's background. Uh, her, uh, I'm sorry, not her background, her uh, side of the family is from Baton Rouge and New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> so when I first launched the business, it was primarily trying to honor my mother and my grandmother, and we started out with New Orleans uh, cuisine. Uh, I cannot get away from peach cobbler. So if you're looking for a signature item, we probably have two. Our rum cake and our peach cobbler are really what uh, people started gravitating towards mm -hmm. originally back when we started the business in 2015. And uh, I would, I guess you would call those signature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, but you do more than just baked oh, goods. Cause yes. I mean, we, we had a gumbo up here. <laughs> yes. <I'll tell> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Thank you. And so, yeah. so I guess, uh, let's take us through the journey of starting the business. And so launching with that, Peach Cobbler. When did when, you start? When did you launch? Uh, August of 2015. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I had a catering and bakery business, oh, probably 20 years ago when I lived in uh, Florida. And when I moved to Kansas City, I really didn't anticipate, yeah. had no intentions of getting back into this business. I was all happy with community work, you mm -hmm. know, working for nonprofits. And then friends and family that knew of my business there mm -hmm. uh, kept pestering me, really uh, pushing me and said, you know, there's a gap in Kansas City we need you to fill. Mm. And I'm going, well, if, you know, after several years, uh, I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I, I got to do it a little bit differently. So I launched the business really as a test. Yeah. And I attribute that to my background in market research. I called a bunch of people and, and said, I'm going to do a tasting. I prepared a bunch of dishes, uh, a wide variety, mm -hmm. everything from cakes to, like you said, uh, uh, but they were pastry-based mm -hmm. at that point. So cakes and uh, just cobblers and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I created a little survey form. You know, I was like in my zone in terms of research. Because I'm going, okay, let's see if this really works. I was amazed at how seriously people took it because I had it staged. I had, they had pencils, they had, marker, they had uh, forms, and they took the time to actually rate each of those products mm. and give me suggestions. Uh, I asked if they would purchase these, you know, is this a, so I was using their feedback to kind of build my own confidence that this was something I was going to do. So I launched it as a web-based business first uh, because, again, I just was trying to feel my way and build my confidence. Right. So, uh, and I'm not the uh, greatest 
techie person at all, but I built my own website on the Wix platform. That's you know, what's up. I was, Shout out I to was Wix. just like, okay. Uh, and then uh, slowly the business built and I was uh, executing the business while I was still employed, you know, full time in the mm -hmm. nonprofit sector. So revenues built slowly, you know, from 2015 all the way through 2000. And 21, because mm -hmm. uh, I still wasn't sure whether I was going to be, you know, full time mm -hmm. into this. And then uh, a couple things happened. Uh, we were fortunate. I know a lot of people had negative impact because of COVID. Right. Ours was the complete opposite because we were already in this niche of healthy, mm -hmm. of uh, locally sourced ingredients, mm -hmm. uh, fresh ingredients. So when COVID hit uh, and people were coming out of that, well, they were going through it and coming out of it, now the focus was more on those things right. that we already had built, yep. uh, a, pre a small presence in, I would say. Mm -hmm. So uh, we then in 2020, coming, at the end of 2020, the state of Missouri offered uh, what was called small business recovery grants. Mm -hmm. uh, so I applied for that, got it. Mm -hmm. It was a reimbursable grant, meaning you had to spend, spend them as only the state of Missouri does. Know, uh, right? You have to spend in the, the city money of Kansas first. City, I tell you. Yeah. That too. <laughs> and then get reimbursed. Yeah. So I was looking around going, well, I don't have, it was a, it was up to $50,000. Hmm. So I didn't have that kind of capital. So I called uh, Alonzo. Uh, this is where it's helpful when you've worked in the nonprofit and community sector. Mm -hmm. And I explained the situation. So he gave me a short term, almost no interest loan hmm. so that I could begin to buy equipment hire a couple people to get going and then uh, use those funds to do the expenditures and then submit for reimbursement with the state of Missouri. Yeah. So that's, uh, uh, at, <laughs> at one time I had a lot of commercial kit, uh, equipment in my basement that had not been mm -hmm. redone yet, right? So it was, it was uh, you know, entrepreneurship uh, is an interesting journey mm -hmm. because it requires you to be creative and do things a little bit differently than you have normally done in my case in terms of corporate you know right. structure procedures right, blah, right, blah, right, blah, right, blah, right. Blah. so anyway um, uh, so we we started we I used that money to actually rebrand also because mm -hmm. we had a, a different brand than this uh, it was black and gold uh, but we shifted to green to reinforce our focus on the environment, mm. on fresh, yeah. on safe. Uh, so then uh, everything shifted to a new logo. Uh, we actually rebranded and renamed. So it is uh, Patisserie Patrice LLC. That's the corporate name. Mm -hmm. But our DBA is Patrice's Culinary Collective. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that was uh, significant uh, uh, to convey that we are a collective of culinary uh, uh, events 
and um, uh, focuses that we we bring to the business that that is different than anything else in Kansas City. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got there. That's what's up. That's a that is a great journey. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> great story. Yeah. Um, and so fast forward to what was it July of twenty two? Yes. Uh, and actually, I mean, even even Before prior that. to that, yeah. prior to that. So, because when we, we when we launched, I think you had applied for a grant from us a few times yes. before, and so one of the things uh, really that <laughs> times? I, I was going to say three, but okay. Uh, and so, well, well, one of one of the things that you know, uh, like I've had some personal conversations with with people, and that we always try to convey is that it's often not that we're saying no, you know, when you when you apply to get a grant from us. Uh, sometimes the answer is just not right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we get a lot of really, really great grant applicants uh, that kind of like our board will, you know, interview and that stick with us uh, so that, and, and we're like, man, we would love to go back and do that. We would love to go back and do that. We'd love to go back and do that. Uh, and so, so you got told not right now, you know, more than once, mm-hmm. more than once, uh, and then you know you got the opportunity to go through one of our other uh, programs that was that was going to be awarding fifteen thousand dollars, but uh, you knew your numbers and you knew that fifteen thousand wasn't gonna wasn't wasn't gonna move the needle, mm-hmm. uh, and so that same month you, you were awarded that fifty thousand dollar grant, and so talk a little bit about how. Uh, about that process and the, just the, the process of going through it from uh, from your perspective, going through the application process from your, your, your perspective. Yeah, I, I I didn't realize I had applied six times. Uh, I, I thought it was three. Uh, I, I would say to anyone listening to this uh, podcast that the one thing you have to have is tenacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think no, when you hear no, uh, a lot of times, uh, particularly uh, younger folks that aren't uh, uh, as experienced, will take that and, and see it as just that, that negative and stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it causes them to stop. Uh, somebody like me, uh, when I hear no, uh, the first thing I do is uh, pick up the phone or send an email and say, why, mm-hmm. right? Like, help me understand uh, what that no really meant. And then that prepares you for the next time, if you have that opportunity when it comes around, to apply that learning uh, to the next grant application. Right. So I think you you have to have the, a certain amount of tenacity. You have to be willing to take uh, uh, criticism, and you have to develop, which is not my strong suit, patience. <laughs> I am not a patient person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a so, lot of small, a lot of yeah. small businesses and entrepreneurs are just go, 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 yeah. go. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a patient person either. No. Right, it, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a, a, a trait that uh that we have. So with the Casey Gift process, I you know, and I've said this uh, in person to anybody that will listen to me. I say it to all the staff here. Uh, the process is as easy as it could possibly be uh, for a grant application process, and at the same time, there's a lot of rigor. 
So uh, generally when you apply for grants, in my case, because I've, I've done grants and fundraising mm -hmm. for a long, long time, I typically look at what is, I, I look at the application first. <laughs> Make sure I can answer all the questions or if I need to figure out what materials I need for, mm -hmm. to answer those questions, I make sure that I've got all of that. So I think you, if you're prepared, take, I would, let me back up, take the time to be prepared. You know what the deadline is, work backwards and dedicate some time to preparation. Now, uh, that was a learned skill for me, particularly going through uh, a PhD program. Right, you you got to work it backwards because that could be a daunting process. Yeah, that that is right. I, yes. I did forget to introduce you as Doctor Karen uh, Boyd. It's okay. Do it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Boy, I I ain't got a PhD, but if I did. If I did, hell, my boy, my mama couldn't address oh me. Yeah. But thank you. Uh, but I, I would say when you go through a, a rigorous education process or you've been involved in rigorous corporate processes, mm -hmm. if you can remember to bring some of that to uh, the work you're doing to prepare for a grant, that you know that personally helped me immensely. Uh, so, once you uh, go through the Casey gift process, which is no joke, I want to tell you, uh, because you're uh, when you get the the point where I uh, was a finalist uh, for the fifty thousand grant, fifty thousand dollar grant, uh, then you have to come in front of the board. Yeah. Now, I've been in front of boards. I've been in, been part of management teams. Been on both sides of the table on that. But it still is a daunting endeavor. Yep. So, we don't pull no punches. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that. And, and, and if everybody else is pulling punches, I will make sure that I don't. No. <laughs> so. And, yeah. And so for me, I said, oh, you know, when you prep for something like that, uh, well, what's the best thing I can do uh, is bring my product as part of my case. Mm -hmm. So I brought the board of a saver, you know, some savory, savory rolls, I think, mm -hmm. at that time, along with uh, packages of information. Whether they had seen the information before or not, you still prepare. Yeah. And, and uh, so packaged information, because you don't have that much time to be in front of the board, so right, you have right. to you yep. have to pre prep for that. So let's, yeah. let's let's talk let's talk about that though, because sure. you you also because uh, so, I, I do I do remember that because you brought you brought some food in. We yes. had a few board members on yes. on Zoom, mm -hmm. and so uh, we were taunting them because they mm -hmm. they weren't able to get mm -hmm. it. Uh, so I remember that specifically, uh, and the food was great. But you had an economic need and, and a sound plan that was going to produce revenue mm -hmm. uh which was i mean food is great but that was right. like that that, right. that, that, that was that was just like the yeah no pun intended the icing on the cake yeah so, so talk talk about uh how you actually use that fifty thousand, and how how did that help help your business grow so i had uh, uh invested a lot of my personal money and could only take the because uh, i had a vision in terms of um, a teaching demonstration kitchen that not only added capacity, but could also be a training ground 
for uh, employees and um, clients that wanted to learn more about culinary arts. So um, the $50,000 was right on time in terms of um, making sure I could complete that kitchen the way I wanted to complete it. Also uh, hire uh, some contract employees and then uh, what people need to realize when you get the KC gift, KC gift grant, uh, at least at the $50,000 level, you get uh, some services that are sorely needed by entrepreneurs that they just can't afford at that time, mm -hmm. like accounting, uh, legal when you need it, uh, marketing uh, services. So it took some of the pressure off of having to expend funds for that, mm -hmm. but I still needed to pay contractors, <laughs> you know, pay employees. Uh, things like that. Uh, so that $50,000 went towards uh, producing, allowing me to produce a uh, world-class uh, demonstration kitchen. Uh, and, and I didn't even, so I think it was Karis and uh, yeah. Jackie. So anyway, <laughs> they came out, uh, they made up some story that I found out uh, afterwards, but they came out to look at you know, oh, yeah. what was going on, yeah. and, and they said, we need a little bit more information after the board presentation. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, Kira's almost cried. Yeah. And, well, no, and she did. Kira's did cry. Yeah, so they were down there looking at a mess, I'm telling you, because it was like wires hanging and stuff everywhere. And I'm showing them around, and Kira just finally said, you really don't know why we're here, do you? <laughs> And I'm going like, well, you said you need it, because I'm literal, right? You said <laughs> you needed more information to make this decision. And so uh, she goes, no, uh, uh, we're here to tell you you actually got the grant. And I just lost it because it was, uh, when you talk about a journey, mm -hmm. it was uh, standing there realizing that I'm going to be able to uh, fulfill uh, this vision uh, for this teaching demonstration kitchen. So I would, you know, I would say that about the KCQ staff. They're sneaky. Uh, <laughs> uh, their heart is in the right place. And they do nothing but uh, 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 support you, push you. Uh, and uh, that, that made all the difference in the world to me. That's so, what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Are you a black business owner looking for support or resources to take your business to the next level? Well, look no further than Kansas City Gift, the premier one-stop shop for all your business needs. We provide premium services and insightful consultations to help legitimize, scale, and transform both established and startup businesses at no cost to you. Discover our grant application process, business center, and black business market by visiting KansasCityGift.org. Together, we can uplift and empower our local black business community. Yeah, we got a, we had a, a great team here, but uh, the, the, the team is great because we're all passionate about supporting the entrepreneurs and, and making sure that we're able to actually make the impact that we're trying to make on our community. Yes. Uh, so so y'all make it easy. Make, make, make it easy for us. Um, what has having that kitchen done for your business, done for your revenue and, and, uh, and stuff like that? Uh, it has skyrocketed. Uh, you know, it, it is humbling and daunting at the same time uh, when you have 
this vision that has become at least step one of my vision that has become reality and the mm -hmm. market is actually receptive to that. So we have expanded uh, the number of catering events that we've done. Uh, we have uh, done a lot more custom meal preparation. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, we now have the opportunity to uh, be in supermarkets uh, and uh, we are beginning to get uh, requests now for on-site culinary classes. Hmm. I got in this business, the reason I got the PhD and all that, mm -hmm. you know, people love the food and, and all of that, but that's not really the heart of the matter for me. Mm -hmm. I got in it to teach. Yeah. So um, it's great to now have, uh, I would say, quality people come to you that want to be part of your team mm -hmm. so they can focus on a lot of the catering and meals and stuff. And now I can really focus on uh, building uh, the classes. So that's where my head is now. That's what's up. How many people do you have working for you, like taking on the catering stuff and stuff like that? How many people you got? Uh, we have, uh, I have one person that is with me all the time, mm -hmm. full time. But I also have five other people that are seasonal and contract workers. So I can pull them in and out uh, depending on how uh, big or complex mm -hmm. uh, certain events are. Uh, I also would be remiss uh, if I didn't tell you that uh, kind of a, an invisible right hand I have is my son, mm -hmm. who's a master chef. Uh, he comes and plays with me every once in a while. You know, he, <laughs> you know, he really doesn't have time for yeah. drama and, and this stuff because he's, he's doing his own thing. But he's been a master chef for 20 years. That's what's uh, up. So he uh, influenced a lot of the design elements. Mm -hmm of the current kitchen and uh, he has uh, forced me, I guess, to focus on more environmental and and uh, conservation aspects of the business that we will focus on in the spring and summer outside. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, that's awesome. You know, this this entrepreneurship journey is, is you know, vast and wild and crazy and, you know, so uh, uh, you said you started back in 2015 and so I'm, I know you've probably learned a, a lot of things. Uh, in, in this and so if you could go back in time and give yourself your, your younger self some advice uh what would you what, what what piece of advice would you tell yourself uh so i was kidding before this broadcast i was like don't do it but uh no seriously if you're if you're uh going to go in this direction as an entrepreneur if I could go back and tell my younger self, uh, the first thing I would do is say, take better care of yourself. Yeah. Mentally and physically, because you have to be able to sometimes stand long hours. Uh, you have, you will be thinking about this business 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, mentally. Uh, you're gonna dream about it. You're gonna dream about it. You're going to understand the uh, financial uh, burden. Uh, those are things that if you take the time and, and like now, I build in time uh, for uh, just yoga. Uh, also uh, some uh, personal trainer. I have a personal trainer 
uh, and I uh, these old bones need stretching so I'm in stretch classes uh, once at least once a week so that would be the first thing the second thing is to understand that everybody will not understand or support what you're trying to do and you have to be prepared to stand in your vision mm -hmm. and uh, not worry about what people think. Not that you won't have uh, great advisors right. that you surround yourself in a support structure, but sometimes it could be a very lonely space and you have to be able to stand in that loneliness it helps if you are, uh, for me personally, have a strong faith uh, base uh, that you can, uh, that's my rock, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes I just talk to the Lord <laughs> and, and to uh, make sure that I am doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, so that would be uh, like a reality number two, right? Understand that entrepreneurship can be lonely, but you have to be solid in your vision. Uh, number three, I would say to my younger uh, self, slow it down. Uh, you have already put the work in, you mm -hmm. have already dreamt about this vision, now take the time to put the proper structure, people, uh, practices in place. That's hard to do for an entrepreneur. You it talk is. to into any entrepreneur, they want to go 100 miles an hour and then figure it out. Yep. Uh, I think you're going to have to do a little bit of both. Yep. And then uh, I, I would say uh, the other thing that I have learned, particularly over the past year or two, is be prepared to pivot to take advantage of opportunities mm -hmm. that are consistent with your vision, but you may not have even known were gonna come to you, yeah. like the Sunfresh opportunity, uh, like some of the things we're working on uh, in terms of uh, the NFL draft, right? Who knew? Or uh, uh, possible products out at the airport, right? So you, Look at where the market be be try try to be able to flex with market demand. However, looking how you can still stay true to your vision. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing I have what's called a baker's dozen. It just happened to work out that there were thirteen families and friends that are my support structure. So I call them the Baker's Dozen. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you don't know, uh, a Baker's Dozen is thirteen. It's not twelve. <laughs> so I uh, lean into them, which is not my strong suit. I'm not used to asking for help mm -hmm. or support or just picking up the phone and screaming into the phone and they say, okay, let me know when you're done. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so you need to have a strong support structure uh, in terms of people that you trust and can give you critical feedback, but also can give you that a hug or uh, sometimes a smack, you know, <laughs> if they go on like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so that whole thing. But yeah. I would say yeah. those are the, the things I would uh, advise any 
person uh, getting, and that applies to any industry, is right. that, you know, it, what entrepreneurship uh, requires those things. I'm sure there's other things, but those are the things that come to mind. Yeah, right. yeah. Th I mean, those are those, those are great. They are all uh, very real realities. The, the I mean, burnout is real, and so the, like just that first one of take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurs have the tendency. You know, I do this all the time, right? I think of an of a idea that I think is a good idea, and I want it done yesterday, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> and so I start trying to make it happen, yeah. and you know, twelve hours pass and it ain't happen. I'm like, what's going on, right? Uh, and so, so I mean, like those things run together and just slow down, take care of yourself. Uh, and I mean, let me add one more thing because I think sometimes uh, don't cut corners. Yeah, you. Be willing, you pay, you know, we've all heard it from mm -hmm. our mothers or grandmothers or parents or whatever. You get what you pay for. Right. Pay for excellence. Do not settle for mediocrity. Right. Because your vision, you know, why would you do that? I mean, I've, I've hired and fired a number of uh, contractors. <laughs> because of uh, they didn't get it or they tried to cut corners or yeah. whatever because at the end of the day you're gonna have to live with that right uh, so I would say uh, wherever possible please pay uh, take the time and pay for excellence yep. yeah that's what's up well I appreciate you appreciate Yay, you coming on thank you. <laughs> yeah. all right appreciate y'all thank you for tuning in to another episode of the gifted podcast You've been listening to The Gifted Podcast, where we celebrate the incredible journeys of black business owners in Kansas City's urban core. We hope you've been inspired by the stories of our grant recipients and the amazing work that they're doing in our community. To make sure that you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Gifted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media for updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you for joining us on this journey and we'll see you next week for another inspiring story.